Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. And welcome back to the actual bulletin. It's Tuesday afternoon. It's double trouble. Some of the two is this afternoon, but happy new year to all of you. Patrick, um, I'm out of isolation now. You're out of isolation. How was your new year? Good. A bit subdued, a bit like last year, but um, you know, happy and healthy. So that's all you can ask for. And I'm glad our players are as well, getting a rest, letting the injuries heal. Um, so just looking forward to getting back to the football, getting on with, getting on with stuff. Yeah, that's something we're all hopeful about, whether that'll be this month or next, we don't know. Um, but it's just a case of waiting to see. But obviously having that, that winter break at that period in time gave us that extra wee bit of chance of hopefully getting a lot more into stadiums than this silly 500 number that we've plucked out of in there, going to football matches. Um, but in terms of New Year, just before New Year, it wasn't even January when Celtic 
had around signings. Um, I think that was a bit of a, bit of a shock to us all because we did expect these three players to come into the club, but I don't think we expected them as this be as done as quick and as sharply as it was due to Celtic's usual um, faffing about in any transfer window, never mind January. No, and I think we spoke on the podcast about how Michael Nicholson can make his mark. Um, I think two or three weeks ago I mentioned how he became the, the new CEO and the best way he can make his mark and make a good first impression is by getting the signings right in the window. And he's certainly done that. He's got three guys that the manager definitely wants before the window's even opened. Uh, and there's now rumours about Jota and Carter Rickers on a permanent deal this this month. So it, it's a great it's a great start to his time as uh, the CEO. And I think we probably need more than three new players. I know getting those two guys permanently signed up is a, is a massive, massive bit of business. But in terms of this season, I think we probably need at least one other player in there. So hopefully he's watching the show and hopefully takes some advice. Yeah, um, it'd be nice if he did. But uh, yeah, I think, you know, going back to Angie's comments previously on this, he said it wasn't going to be, a, you know, one transfer window fix. I don't think it's going to be a two transfer window fix. Although the manager's probably, you know, a bit happier with what he's got just now. I don't think we're at where he would like to be at just in terms of there's probably players still in the building that he doesn't think is going to be part of his plans. We'll get on to a few of those guys because it looks like there should be so on the move, um, we've also been linked. Of course, it's January. We're going to be linked to loads of different players. There is some, though, that look as if they might have a bit of substance to it. So we'll cover them. Um, and, you know, anything else you maybe cover, obviously, we, we looked the other night when we were chatting to each other on the phone about um, players' contracts that are going to be out. And that's something that I think always needs to be at the back of your mind when you're going into these windows. Because, you know, if, if you look at some deals that are I've been done with some of the biggest players, even in world football. If you let that um, contract run down, you end up not making anything. Not that I don't think we're going to make anything near what we would get we would, uh, paid for. I've been getting the Salas Barcast, but I don't think we want them to go in a free even though it would be nice to get them off the beach ball. Um, but on to the news that broke it on Friday in Hugmane, Idiguchi, Hatati, and Maeda. Um, we knew that these guys were likely but again going and signing the J-League's top goal scorer we'll start with the, the one that came first and dies in Maeda what was your thoughts on that where do you think he's going to fit into this Ange Postacoglu system he's obviously played you know a full season out in Japan um, as I say his record speaks for itself he's worked under Ange Postacoglu at Yokohama Marinos what's your thoughts on this one it was the one I was most excited about and I think that's you know, I think that's just football and bias. You know, the Ballon d'Or always goes to attacking players. You're always more excited about attacking players. Um, so it's a bit of bias there. But I think of the 10 fastest sprints in the Japanese league, he's got seven of them and Kyogo's got one. So that speaks for itself. You've got a really fast forward line. He's a top goal scorer. I think Kyogo end up finishing joint third top goal scorer. So you've got all the goals as well. Um, so it's a really exciting signing. And... He's actually worked with Ange. It's not like Ange's seen him playing for another team. He's worked directly with them for... I'm not sure how he was long, how, how long he was there at Marinos, but Ange was there from late 2018, so that's possibly two and a half years they worked together. So, really, really exciting. And I'm not sure if he, he becomes an automatic first-choice starter because 
Abad has shown his quality recently. Kyogo and Jota obviously need to start. So mm-hmm. whether he gets in the team straight away, I don't know. He's obviously just finished a full season. Might need a bit of a rest. But I think he's he's ahead of a few players already because you know Forrest has spent the last eighteen months in the sidelines basically, and Mikey Johnson's not exactly impressed. Um, although he is still quite young. So hopefully we'll see him soon. Yeah, and you know, as you touched on there, we, we went and picked up a player who Ange had just watched from from Vissel Coben Kyogo for the hash. Look what he did with him. And um, what could he do with a guy that he's already worked off himself and, and bringing him over and a you know finishing top goal scorer? Um, I had spoken. He's uh, just after they signed about you know knowing these players and coming into the club. If a group of players from the same league is going to help him, from the same country is going to help him. Obviously, having Kyogo there is going to help him. You know, they know each other from the national setup and playing against each other in Japan so you know it's all about and um, you know we've heard a lot about Maeda Patrick we know he's, he's versatile he's very much in that Ange Postacoglu mode he can uh, mould he can come in off the flank can play up top um, in terms of the free where, where, what do you think his favourite position could possibly I think it might be on that left hand side and possibly moving Jot out to the right hand side but again if we're going to have injury problems I think it's another good option to have up top because we know that you know, so far, Jukimakis' injury record's not been great, and I don't think is going to be part of the plans going forward. Yeah, it's certainly an interesting one, because you look at the left and you think Jota's the only one that can really be relied upon there. Not only that, he's arguably the best, one of the best players in the team. You look at the right-hand side, and it's a flip of a coin between Abad and Forrest, but you know, I think I've spoken before about how I'd quite like to see Abad tried through the middle. So maybe if you move him as a sort of backup striker option, you can put Maeda on the right or Jota on the right and Maeda on the left. So it's good to have these options and I'm sure it will give Ange a, a, a good headache um, when picking the team against Hibs on the 17th. But if I was to pick, I'd try him on the right, keep Jota on the left and Kyle go through the middle. Yep. Afternoon, Kevin. Uh, that is if Jota is fit. That is if Kyogo's fit. Um, if Jota isn't fit, then obviously you'd play Maeda in the left because I think that's where he prefers to play, if not through the middle. Um, but it's good to have these options, and um, yeah, hopefully we have options uh, back to front as well. We can sign a few more players. Yeah, it's good headaches for the manager to have. Would much rather that he's got a headache over having too many good quality players than you know trying to. You know, no disrespect to the boys that have come in from the B team, but I've to them so quickly and put them into high pressurising games. You know, you know, Ryan, you know, and Murphy to come on and and Dingwall and you know, search Alaska's winner, and then that came at St Mirren where St Mirren where we looked as if we'd been, you know, COVID drivers never mean St Mirren, um, but with the start of the lineup, but it's good headaches to have. Um, it shows that the managers get the, the trust between the board. He's, he's came out and he's credited. Michael Nicholson for moving so fast uh, so quickly in the window that's good to see that that relationship is there and it's strong and it needs to be strong for us to be successful because we've, we've saw what happens when that eventually breaks down um, you'll need to go back a couple of years to, to see that so it's very exciting, I think is going to be one of the pick of the bunch but one of the other pick of the bunch is uh, Gucci you know, when a guy comes into any football club Patrick and tells people to call him Gucci that there's definitely going to be something about him um, he comes in but expecting him to be a kind of defensive midfielder, central midfielder. Um, 
what, what's your thoughts on this one again? Because these three deals are, we're, we're going into a market here, but we've only went into once, and it's came out absolute trumps for us. The one time we've been in it recently, that is obviously we've been in into the Japanese market before, but it's a market where Europe's just not really, you know, looked at in great depth. And if these three players come out, you know, tops again, it shows that you know can talk about great structures and whatever else at football clubs, but unless you've maybe got somebody that just understands specific leagues, which we've got an Ange Postecoglou, an absolute diamond in that, that, you know, maybe these markets will continue to go untapped and hopefully we can um, exploit them even further. I know Ange has spoken about Iran and other places, um, but what's your thoughts on the security, Uchi? Yeah, I mean, you sort of can't believe your luck with these markets being totally untapped. I mean, I mean, I don't think Kyogo would get a move to Manchester City or uh, Bayern Munich or something like that, although I reckon he would uh, hold his own at that level. But the fact that teams like, you know, maybe a Dortmund or an Arsenal or something aren't looking at these guys, especially when you've got people like Iniesta in that league. I think David Villa was there as well. Um, Someone might correct me on that. But Bojan's now over there too. Is he? he disappeared for a wee while. He went to not, he was went to Vissel Cobb to be Kyogo's replacement. Bojan. Mm-hmm. Did he did he go straight from Celtic? Because remember he was signed for oh, yeah, Celtic. Yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, no, it it does make a change. I mean, Ada Gucci's came in and saying we all need to call him Gucci. It makes a change from Moritz Bauer coming in and saying I'm not actually that good, but I'll give my all. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ar- what a start Ar- that was. Arbarki saying he prefers to put left back than angles. Uh, in fairness, he says he didn't like friendlies, and after watching that West Ham game, you can understand why. Um, but it's I liked his press conference; it was quite funny. Um, you know, you, you just sort of look forward to seeing these people. And I think is it Dan Orlovitz? I think his name Dan is Orlovitz, the uh-huh. yep. Australian journalist who's in Japan, or certainly writes for the Japanese Times. He said it's actually fair value getting him for about eight hundred thousand, whereas the other two are absolute steals. So, if you're signing a player for 800000 and it's fair value, he's, he's in to do a job, really, isn't he? He's, mm-hmm. I think someone called him the Japanese Scott Brown. Um, I, I'd be very surprised if we got the next Scott Brown for 800000 but if he ends up being even half the player Bruno was for the next three or four seasons, I'd be quite happy with that. Yeah, and if he could win half the... Um, trophies that Bruni won in his career for the next three or four seasons, that would also be very nice. Yeah, um, just to clear this one up, yep, Gia Kimakis is back in training, he's out of rehab, and I think he returns just get out of uh, rehab just before Christmas. I think so, he will definitely be back in training. So, there's a lot of options there. Please keep coming with the comments. I see chat about you and Henderson about Lee Griffiths. We are going to get to these topics later on, so please do come back in on them. Um, and finally, Pat, the last signing uh, that came out in Hogmanay was Rio Hitati. Um People were a wee bit worried when he was described as a utility player. Um, but, you know, again, it shows that it's really, it's angeball players, if you want to call it that. Because you're not just signing a, a guy that's going to play in one position and one position only. Rui can play left back, he can play midfield and on the wing. Is the manager just, just going to use him purely as a squad player or can you see him... You know, in a run of games getting to start because I think now with Greg Taylor coming back in from injury, I think Greg Taylor's going to be Andrew's man at left back unless there's any injury. I don't see him being shifted unless he has a couple of stinkers. So, 
What's your thoughts on Neil Hitake coming in? Where do you think he's going to be executed or do you think he will purely just be a squad player that Andrew will be able to use off the bench? Um, I mean, I've seen a lot of people chat online about how he's, he's sort of in that Roger Turnbull position. So, I mean, I'm not sure if these guys know anything more than I do, but he's listed as a, a left-back or centre-mid on the, you know, that transfer market website. So maybe they're just picking it up from there. Um, if Ange... If he's an Ange player and he's he can play in a multitude of positions, I think he'll end up playing a multitude of positions. Um, you could see him at left back, could see him at midfield, could see him. I think even at left wing, he can play at left wing as well. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think he's. I mean, he's one of the two that's been described as a steal, and I think we signed him for eight or nine hundred thousand. So he's he'll be a half decent player. I mean, if he's worth if that's a steal. We're paying just under a million quid, and that's a bargain. Then you sort of expect big things. Um, and I, I look forward to the first game where we see all four Japanese guys start because that should be if they're all up to speed and they're all fit and they're all you know 90 95% fitness, that should be an interesting watch, in my opinion. Yeah, and hopefully, um, all four of them might even get a result. At- at Livingston, you never know. It's um, and it's a good number of players that might be able to come in and help us at that venue where we, we seem to always um, struggle. But, you know, I think it's very positive to get those deals over the line. Um, you know, at the point we've signed them, I think a lot of people, Patrick, were still sceptical going through these months on, you know, whether it was just all talking, whether we would get these guys in. But we did it really quickly. We've acted fast. What kind of message have we sent here? Or have we... Is it just a case of Celtic doing their business properly? And that, you know, what we've come to expect is pure business before we're just acting now like a big football club? Let's hope so. I mean, I think in the past we were sort of beginning plans of the January transfer window on the 1st of January. Um, whereas Michael Nicholson, you know, these rumours have been going on for weeks. I think Nicholson and... Uh, the manager have been starting preparations a, a month in advance. And, you know, credit to Ange, because ever <laughs> since he landed in London six months ago, seven months ago, he's been spinning about seven plates all at the one time. And he, he's done a phenomenal job, keeping at least six of them up at all time. Uh, but I think, you know, the business isn't done yet. We, we've made a really, really good start to the window. And if we finish the window, it's like we're signing three players Ordinarily, you would say that's pretty good, but we're all sitting here on the fourth of January saying we probably need at least one more player. So, to be very, very clear and very blunt, it's been good business, but we need to do more, and that will be the the, the yardstick. That will be whether it's success or failure, because I think we could win the league uh, with the squad that we've got at the moment. Uh, I think it becomes more likely if we get one more quality player in. So, it's been success so far, but still need to sign another another body. Um, one of those guys that have been linked uh, that could add something different <coughs> to the Celtic team is Hannes Wolf from Borussia Mönchengladbach. He's 22. I think he has scored against us in the past. Somebody's seen that in the, the chat. That was again, I think Craig Gordon threw the ball at him. Um, Very kind of him, that, isn't it? to make a, a mistake in European football for Celtic there. Um, what would your thoughts be in this one? Because this is a, a one that just kind of came out of the blue, I think, when the, the link came at first part, everybody was going, mm, don't know about well, that. that but it, <laughs> it seems to be growing a wee bit arms and legs. Do you think this is possibly one that we could, could get in on loan? Uh, 
Uh, yeah, I mean, it was a rumour. Uh, I think it was maybe like the day before the day after Christmas or something, about two weeks ago, you know, and people thought, that's a nice link. Um, probably won't happen, but, you know, good player. Uh, good that we're looking in those directions. And over the past two or three days, it really has, as you say, going arms and legs. And I think it's a, it might be another Maeda or maybe another Jota type signing where we get him on loan and then there's an option to buy. And that that's another thing that we, we have really improved on. You know, with Patrick Roberts, we got these loans and there was no option to buy. And then, you know, I think Elanusa was the same. Even I don't same. think... I think it, it wasn't set in stone one way or the other. I think we probably could have signed him, but it wasn't within the original deal. Um, so it's good that we're, we're, we're making these options um, available to ourselves. I think Hannah Wolf would be a, a brilliant signing. Um, you sort of you wonder where it leaves everybody. I mean, where does it leave guys like Turnbull? I mean, he won't be back in you know either in training or playing first team football until late February. If we've got Hatate, Rogic, and Wolf with McGregor behind, you know Turnbull all of a sudden is fifth in the pecking order, and there's only three spaces. And you wouldn't have said that twelve months ago. I mean, he was our best player twelve months ago. And he's played every game under Ange as well. Up until he got injured, every game he was available, he's played. Um, I think he's started every game he's been available. Um, Which, you know, really, really impressive. But no, to answer the question, Hannes Wolf, brilliant signing. I mean, you don't play, I think it's, was it Salzburg and Mitch and Gladbach he's played for? Mm -hmm. And those are are Marco Rose's teams. So, Uh and that was a guy, you know, he's, he's struggling a bit at the moment, but Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. He was one of the top contenders when, you know, eventually we gave it to Neil Lennon two and a half years ago. Um, but I, th- I think he's a quality player and I- I'd like to see him, you know, sign for Celtic. It's no guarantee that he'd be a success, but he's playing in the top leagues and he's a, he's a young player and he's exciting and he's played well against us, which is always a good sign. Yeah, and, you know, Johnny's come in here in the comments saying we don't make a profit alone. I think that is something that Celtic might be even looking at just now, Pat, in terms of the whole structure of it, you know, we've heard a lot of um, plaudits come out of the club about that, you know, player trading being essential to the club's finances, especially in the world that we're living in just now. We've got uncertainty around fans. People were a bit concerned, I think, that if this does go on longer, it's going to affect our finances and ability to spend. But in terms of what you're talking about there, Pat, just getting that option to buy in there, we're going to come on to the two guys that we've obviously got that with just now. One looks as if it could possibly be aging closer, and it's probably a steal for the money that we're, we're going to do in that. But Elanusi was one I totally agree with you on. You know, he was top man for a lot of the time last season when he was featured. He was in a bad team. He wasn't really playing in his natural position either, if you remember. We were executing him in that kind of number 10. I remember playing him up front and we were playing that kind of 4 4 2 diamond type thing. It just seemed to be. The three five two as well. It was either left yeah. wing back or striker, and it didn't it didn't really work. But yet he still scored goals for us, and you know I think you would have probably you know had you punted him last season. Don't know what the asking price would have been for him with an option to buy, but 
getting those deals in is always a good option for us because if it's a player that we fancy and we've got that there and we do develop them, and I, you know, I think we both would agree that we trust the manager to develop anybody that comes into the club just now, then player trading uh, does come into it. So it's one to look at. Um, in terms of ins as well, Patrick, we've spoken about our own strikers. We've also got Kenny. Um, I've been linked with from Sligo Rovers. Um, this looks as if it'd be one that would go, don't worry folks, not John Joe, it's Johnny hmm. Kenny, just to be completely clear about that. Probably looks like it would be a kind of Joey Dawson type thing where they resign them but they go straight into the B team. Um, is it also a positive saying that we're doing that because there's somebody sending these players at the club. I would hope it's Ange Postacoglu. Joey Dawson didn't really look out of place against St Johnston. I know people would say bought with the, the table St Johnston, poor side, but still, you know, step up, I think, from the Lowland League to the SPFL. There's still a step up there to be made and it looked very comfortable. So, I, again, this is all good planning in preparation for the future. Yeah, 100%. And I know he's Irish. Is he, is he playing in the League of Ireland at the minute? Yes, he plays for Sligo Rovers. Yep. Yeah, so I mean, we'll probably get more than one guy over there, but we've got at least one guy over there who's watching these players and, you know, it's not just Dermot Desmond picking his his mate's grandson up or something like that, you know. Uh, you know, we all sort of wondered what was happening with Liam Scales. A lot of guys who watched the League of Ireland said, you know, this guy could be a success, don't write him off, just mm-hmm. because he's playing at this level. And he's he's held his own when he's come into the team recently. Um, he's kept Adam Montgomery out, and Adam Montgomery was the preferred option a few months ago when uh, Taylor first got injured. So, yeah, uh, competitive spaces at left-back. I'll not pretend to know anything about Johnny Kenny. Um I've probably seen as much as anyone else the clips on Twitter that are about three minutes long. Um, looks good for a young player. Uh, quite happy to sign these guys for a sort of nominal fee, put them in the youth team, see what happens in a couple of years' time. Um, but yeah, as you were saying about player trading as well, I don't think it would do Michael Nicholson any harm to look at Brentford because their rise through the leagues is all about player trading. It's all about you know, buy a low, sell high. It's like you know the, the sort of stocks trading people, but it's it's extremely impressive what they've done. They're a very modern football club, very progressive football club, and I think that's what a lot of people want for Celtic because the only way we're ever going to make any sort of challenge in Europe is by following a model like this. You know, mm. maybe I'm not sure Benfica are sort of known for player trading, but they certainly get that big fee for Jao Felix from Atletico Madrid mm. a few years ago. So it's really important that we cash in at the right time because I think me and you have spoken before, if you look at Cham, Simunovic and Boyata, those are guys that left for nothing and we could have got 20 million total for the three of them. And yeah. it might leave you short for six months, but we should be prepared at all times for an £8 million, an £8 million bid for a player that we <coughs> signed for £1 million. I mean, yeah. it's just that it's the environment we operate in and I hope Michael Nicholson understands that. And it's a lot more complex than, you know, saying it on this podcast. You know, it's it's very hard work, but it is necessary if we want to progress as a football club. Yeah, and it's doing your, your due diligence in terms of, you know, what is there, what is out there that if we do lose a player, we can go and get something or an automatic uh, replacement for them, which, you know, I think there's a lot of worry around, you know, when Odson Edward would eventually depart the club, would we have a, a you know, a replacement? And yeah, I think he'll go for the hash. He's, he's been that man and it replaced them almost instantly. It was also the same with Wissett and Bailey. There was 
planning they had in place that when Musa did leave Celtic, the odds they had for the natural replacement, and it happened. And as you say, that you know, when players are, you'd beat on another probably example. Although he's having a great season for this, if you'd have cashed in and near beat on, you know, at his. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know it's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of Ookla speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. It's the Marketer's Report. This week, Patrizia Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on the difficult task of building and retaining consumer trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy, and we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. The best thing for us to do is to build a relationship with our consumers. And if those consumers have a relationship with the DJs that are on air, then we want to build on that. House of the Dragon, which was one of our most successful, if not the most successful campaign we've ever done for a show, audio is a core part of that. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. Not just a media company, iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. In terms of probably when it was at its highest level, you were getting linked by a £10 million bid and all that stuff. So probably when it signed to number, number six at that point in time for half the money. So in terms of trading, the manager is never going to probably have a settled side at Celtic for far too long. Players will come and go. As you see, it's the, the market and the league we operate in. Hopefully, as we start to progress into a, a European um, structure that's a wee bit more settled in terms of if you win the league in Scotland, you're going straight into that Champions League. That could settle it right down for us. It could settle it down for any Scottish team um, if they get that uh, place in Europe. That you know, You've got that stability there and you're not know, relying on the, the qualifications because the gap in money and prestige in terms of finance from the Europa League or the conference up to the Champions League is an absolutely huge gap. The only way we're going to get a settled side is if we're doing that on a con- continual basis. But Eric's came in here um, in the comments, always very welcome. Um, he's the 11 goals in his debut season at 18, six highest scored in the league. It's very impressive. It's players that we should be looking at, as you say. I mean, even John's came in here to say that he thinks Liam's skills should be ahead of Caleb. Um, for people that did probably turn their nose up at the, the league over there, um, you know, it says something that player, a player like Liam Skills has come in and proved that he can come in and slot into the system well. It took a while for him to come into the team, Patrick, but now he looks as if he's certainly part of the squad and can do a job for his team skills. 100%. And I don't think he's up to the level of Taylor because I think Taylor has actually improved this season. Um, I know he's not everyone's favourite player, but his, his passing is very quick. You know, he's not the best crosser of the ball, but in Angie's system, he's 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 playing in the middle in that inverted fullback. It's all about getting the ball to the forwards as well, you know. So it's not like Rogers and Lennon where you're trying to get to the byline and cut it back. You're sort of helping build up play and create a good quality chance for your forwards instead. So I, I think Scales has struggled with that, but then again, he's not actually played a lot of games under Ange. I think he's he's only started the last handful, you know. So. Maybe with time he might overtake Taylor, but I think 
out of the three, I mean, you're you're automatically writing off Bob and Goalie. There's another player that you can probably try and offload this window. But out of the three, I'd probably I would stick with Taylor personally. Yeah, and it's again, it's another big wage. It's probably coming at the football club just now that we, you know, a player that's not going to feature. Obviously, Adam Montgomery's there as a left back option too. Me and you debate all the time. I do think he's a left wing and a left back, but he can be played at left back. Um, so, and obviously, we've now got Hitati there, so we've got a lot of options there. I don't think bowling goalie would go amiss. Ben Warrior, when they are always uh, regular contributors on a Tuesday's coming to say, Taylor, flat back forward, but if you're going to, you know, maybe a 3 5 2, which you executed, that's quite well. McDermott Park, um, skills in at wing back, yep, skills are very comfortable probably at either off position pass, but we've not really seen him even at centre half just now. I think you even forget sometimes he can play there. Um, there's a lot of chat in the chat, and I know it's been something that's came up again because we always seem to get linked to him. Martin Boyle, that old name that appears every transfer window for the past God knows how long. Um, I think we're three managers down the line and still Martin Boyle's getting linked to his Patrick. Personally, I think that ship's well sailed for us. Um, people are, are going to come on to you and Henderson because obviously the link there with Hibs. What would be your thoughts on Martin Boyle? For me, I, I don't think it one that Andrew would look at. Um, obviously, if we did go and get him more than happy to welcome into the team and what we would do well for the club but it's not a player I think that we are looking at I probably should be looking at we're doing good business in terms of looking at other leagues I don't know if Martin Boy would be the, the right option for Celtic at this moment in time No and you know when you're looking at Japan and you're looking at player trading it's it's all about getting best value for money and I think Hibs said that they wouldn't accept anything less than £3 million. We're getting three guys from Japan for something like three point two million. Mm-hmm. It's just not it's not the way to do things. If it's the last year of the window and you've left yourself short and you've signed nobody, then you know, maybe Hibs would take two point five or something or two million if they're desperate for cash or something like that. But at the same time, if we're running a football club properly, you're not leaving yourself short at the end of a window. I know Martin Ball's been at Hibs for a few years, so he must be a fair age, you know, maybe late 20s, I'm not entirely sure, so don't quote me in that. He's a quality footballer. Um, Hibs fans seem to think he's the best player in Scotland. I'd, I'd love to know what, what they're what they're on when, they, when they're watching him, because, you know, there's 10 or 15 players in Glasgow ahead of him. I don't think he's a bad player, but I, I wouldn't spend more than one or two million on him. And there, there are, I think, four guys our club who are wingers who are ahead of him in my opinion um, and when you're looking to progress as a football club you don't buy players inferior to the guys that are already starting I think you try and look to better yourself at every opportunity and you do that constantly I mean I think quite a few of our managers have said I'm not going to sign a stopgap player uh, if if a signing isn't right it's not happening and Martin Boyle isn't the right signing I'd rather play somebody like, I mean, I'd rather play Ewan Henderson out of position on the wing or persevere with Mikey Johnson than spend £3 million in Martin Boyle because it's not one that makes sense for me. I don't think it's good value for money. Yeah, I think even, you know, I don't know what Paul's thoughts on Martin Boyle is, but, you know, he's seen quality, not quantity. I don't think we should be just buying players for the sake of it in terms of trying to help the squad. We should certainly be buying players that, that suit the system. Sean's come in here to say, not Martin Boyle, losing enough players to internationals. And he's no resale value or due to his age. That's another thing. Um, the link will be there because Martin plays for 
Australia, I, I'm not too sure how much Ange actually picked him because I think Martin's been one of the guys that's came recently to the, the Aussie national team. Um, and yeah, I, I don't think there would be any sell-on value there at all for him. I don't think we'd develop him to anything. I think what you see is what you get. Um, you know, people are asking, Boyle or a half-fit Forrest, what would your thoughts be in this one, Patrick? Because I don't think Forrest is something you're probably going to shift at the club either. He's been there for a long, long time. Um, if you can get him a bit of fitness and get him into the team, can be an important player for us. But would you rather just stick with, with James Forrest rather than go and spend on the door and Martin Boyle and look at other play, uh, positions to, to strengthen? That's exactly it. I mean, a half-fit Forrest, you don't need to spend any money. Martin Boyle, you would have to spend £3 million. And I think he's playing second fiddle to somebody. If you've got Forrest, Jota and Maeda, that's three guys for two positions. So he's already fourth choice. You're, you're not spending three million for a fourth choice winger, um, especially one possibly in the peak of his career, who is the star man for the club he's, he's currently at. You know, whether he would want to move to Celtic to sit on the bench for 60% of the games, I don't think he would. You know, it's, it's not a transfer that makes sense to me. Um, no doubt he's a good player. No doubt he would play well for Celtic when he's picked, but I, it's not one that makes sense. Uh, and I wouldn't go for it. Mm. Um, so, on that one, you know, that's one in that, you know, there's a link there from Hibs to Celtic. One out that could be going to to Hibs, who you've, you've already touched on there, is Ewan Henderson. Um, but a strange one, this passage, because, you know, timing, I think, is everything in football. We've seen him be handed his debut in chance under Brendan Rodgers at the very tail end of it. He played in that, that final game at home to, to Motherwell. And he then played in the women's first game back at, at Tynecastle. That great splitting ball through that helps us go and get that goal scored by James Forrest after Ollie Buck, remember him, um, passed it over to him. Um, and then comes in last season, dead rubber against Lille, French champions, um, going to be French champions, we weren't French champions at the time, comes in as a cracking game out in the wing, we hadn't really seen him been executed there, disappears again, we've got a dead rubber against Real Batiste, comes in, scores a goal, disappears once more. What's your thoughts on you and Anderson there? Because I think there is a player there, Patrick, and he's a player that I would rather we, we would look to develop rather than get Martin Boyle in. Yeah, 100%. And I don't know whether I've not seen enough of him, but I think he's quite a slow player. But at the same time, David Turnbull's quite slow and Angie started him in every single game. Um, where he plays at, I'm not too sure because you've got so many guys ahead of him. Um, but the fact that he's barely featured at all is extremely strange, especially early in the season when we had very little options. Um I think you know. I moved to. I've not actually heard that rumor. I didn't. I didn't see that. But if there is a move to Hibs in the cards, um, I think that would be a good move from because it's you know they're probably looking to play an attractive style of football under Maloney. They're a top half of the table team. Um, he, he's playing against the same teams that Celtic play against eighty percent of the time. So I think it makes sense, especially if he's going to get game time. Uh, you know, everyone who watches him regularly seems to rave about him. And when he, whenever he plays in the first team, he seems to do quite well. But at the same time, that's Lennon, 
and Postacoglu and even Kennedy last season. There were so many dead rubber games, and he didn't get a didn't get a look in. I, I don't know if he was out alone or something, but he just doesn't seem to get the chance. And he went he's to either the, um, the Fernand, I think, and loan for a wee while, and eventually, right. really took off again. Obviously, it was a loan deal out to to Ross County. I think the season or two seasons before that, and they never really took off. I don't know if he's the, like the worst player in training or something. But you know, whenever he plays for the first team, he's he's, he's done pretty well. You know, um, so it's it's a bit of a headache. I'm sure Ange knows better than us because I mean we've seen him for what maybe 500 minutes total. He sees him every single day. Um, so it, it's a strange one. But you know, if he if there's a chance for him to go to Hibs and play some football, I think that's that's a one win. Would you prefer it to be loan or permanent? I'd probably loan, prefer him maybe loan. A, a loan deal. Yeah, it looks like it might be a permanent three and a half year contract to make go there to. Right. But I I prefer it probably be a loan deal because I don't think there's a bit of development to go with him. Um, but again, we're talking about Celtic, youth players, younger players coming in. We're being reminded in the comments, Patrick, by Jake Ryan and many others. Dembele, he has not disappeared. Karamoko Dembele is still there. He's back in training. Yep, because few people coming in. Reminding us, Dembele, 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 Dembele. Patrick, his <laughs> contract is up very, very soon. Um, what's your thoughts on this? Because I think that there could be potential here for, for Karamoko to, to come into the side. Yeah, I mean, we're now in January, so he could, you know, walk into Anfield and sign a pre-contract with Liverpool if he wanted this afternoon. Um you obviously don't want that to happen. Uh, he could probably go to just... I mean, he's, he is 18, so he's probably looking for first-team football at, at this stage. Um, maybe not any team in the world, but he could probably walk into about 95% of the clubs in the world and they'd be happy to take him. Uh, the fact that there's been no rumours would suggest to me that we've not offered him one, but I find that improbable. I mean, I can't imagine we've not offered him one. So... The fact that we must have offered him one and there's no rumours at all maybe suggests that he's not interested. He's had his time, he's away. I suppose we'll never really know, but all I can say is, you know, it's a really, really important that we, that we try our hardest to sign this guy in a long-term deal. Um, I think he, he was on a two-year deal and there was a one-year extension uh, activated. I think John Kennedy, just before he stepped down his interim, confirmed that in one of the press conferences. I think it was probably him that only wanted a two-year deal as opposed to Celtic. Celtic probably wanted to give him a 10-year deal. Um, at the same time, you know, where does he fit in? Um, I think he was probably second choice to Forrest last season. Forrest is second choice to Abad at the minute, so is Karamoko third choice. At the same time, you know, I think he played the two friendlies he was fit for uh, during pre-season then he got that really really nasty tackle mm-hmm. um, it's it's just another headache but I think you know the guys in charge of the, the money at the club the people in the boardroom and behind the scenes in the football department need to try their hardest to sign this guy in a deal because I mean it's it's almost already too late because you can't get money for him you know it's a, it's a pre-contract situation now so you can't get money so you just need to throw as much money as you think is, is worth at the situation and hope that he stays for another couple of years because working under Ange, I'm sure, is an attractive prospect for him. And, you know, something, you know, maybe we could touch on later is 
maybe giving Ange a new deal because he's won a trophy. Mm. He's quite clearly a great manager. And I'm not sure how 12 months rolling contracts work. I don't know if it's up in May or up in 12 months, but you know, if, if a Premier League team comes in from you just don't know what he's going to do. Um, so I'd like to see a sort of Brendan Rodgers situation there where we give him a four or five year deal, even if he wants to leave, we get some money from Yeah, um, that's when we'll maybe throw out the comments. Can I walk and barely back into the side and give it a chance on that? And boy, what would you prefer for this to happen? People are saying it's May 2022, but it looks from what we've seen online as if it's 2021 that Caramel goes out a contract party. Maybe check that one well, out. But... He, he must have left seven months ago then because May 2021 has oh, passed. May 2021, 2022. I'm talking, uh, listen, New Year, COVID, lost like a time. whatever else. I've lost like a time. That's exactly what I'm in 2022, and that's right. Um, but yeah, it's one that. Again, you know, we're seeing players being given a chance when you've set up getting into the first team. But you know, for you and Henderson, just as if it's just not going to happen, just we probably, I think you will leave the club um, this window. You know, wishing all the best because I think there is a player there. But and we'll see if there is a player there under a good coach and Sean Maloney. Um, you know, one again, we're going to be uh, the, the rumours are going to get even further, Patrick, because we spoke about Chris Julian last week and whether he would return or not, and then two days later, just like magic, um, that he's back, he's coming back. So, and just said, you know, be like a new player. Um, what's your thoughts on him coming back? Because it's been Vickers, Starfelt for a long, long time as a defensive partnership. Could Chris Julian come into the, the team? I did a poll on Twitter uh, when that news broke and everybody, you know, Julian get the overwhelming majority of votes. Can you see him once he gets back up to fitness and game time? Being a starter, possibly. Um, you know, it's the the longer it's the Avex Fiatchenko situation, really, isn't it? The longer players are are out, the the better they become. Especially players like Julian. You know, he was a fan's favourite and really likable player, likable guy. Scored a lot of goals. It's certainly something we are missing. Um, you know, because for all their physicality and their height, Starfield and I mean Starfield especially gets on the end. Of, corners and well over the bar and well wide so if you can get uh, Julian in the end of those corners you're probably scoring more goals Julie, uh, Starfield's had a tricky couple of games you know I think his head went in the second half of the cup final um, you know the, I think the referee changed his game up in Dingwall uh, with that first booking and then at Perth I don't think he had a bad game, he just had a bad pass. And when you look at the pitch, actually, you know, it's quite easy to misjudge those passes. I think he's he's unlucky there. Um, so his form isn't as bad as certain people are making it out to be, you know. But Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home Internet. Cox is the real home Internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more.
you know, it, it's a form of a coin in my opinion. I, I really like Julian, but I really like Starfield as well. So, uh, you know, we played a we were back three at Perth, so you could see all three of them coming. You know, you just never know. Um, yeah, it could, we could possibly try the back three. We never know. It looked to be okay. Um, Edit's coming to say the fact that Ange doesn't play him in Tuesday, making he's been injured since a bad horror challenge against Bristol City in pre season. It's not that the manager doesn't fancy him. He's been injured for months, so I do expect him to return and probably be given a chance. Um, yeah, we're going to need to mention his name because it is came up once again, Patrick. Looks as if Dundee might possibly terminate the contract for Lee Griffiths, um, whose contract is up in 2022 at Celtic. Um, get that one right myself for the, the years. So he's up in 2022. We gave him that year extension. Don't know who gave him the year extension. And then everything came after it. There was uh, people asking in the chat, would we take him back or not? For me, absolute no go. Um, I think there is too much unity between the support players and the manager just now for that to even be possibly questioned. I don't think Andrew would probably be interested in him anymore now. He's not did anything out and loan to, to prove he's anywhere near the levels he's got. I wouldn't be surprised if Dundee terminate his contract and frankly Celtic then terminate his contract. It's it's just the ongoing saga, really. You, you think you're rid of him and then, you know, something else happens. I think we probably gave him, you know, we had until I think it was the 30th of June to extend his contract and we let that run out, probably almost certainly because of wages, because he was probably on, you know, 15,000 or something. Um, we let it lapse and then first day, we sign him up, and I think it, it's. I think I heard of him. It was like a third. He's only on four or five thousand, and Dundee will be covering some of that. Probably nowhere near half. I think we'd done it out of desperation, really, because I think we knew Edward was going to leave in the window. We knew a Yeti probably wasn't up to it. Whereas Griffiths, even if it was five years ago, did perform. Um, Giacomakis wasn't even in the radar. Kyogo wasn't in the radar, not to us anyway. So I think it was a bit of desperation. Um, I don't think he should play for Celtic again. Um, he's performed for a total of two months in the last four years, and that was at the beginning of 2020. I know he had his personal issues for six months. I totally get that. But, you know, that's a that's a total of six months out of four years. And, you know, you've got all the off-field stuff. You, you've got so many off-field incidents that it's... You could write a book about it. Mm-hmm. I don't know about terminating this contract. I'd probably look for another loan. You're actually scraping the bottom of the barrel there. You're probably looking at either Livingston or a second division team, you know, like a championship team. Crazy stuff. Crazy, crazy stuff. Yeah, especially um, the amount of goals he scored for Celtic. Um, because yeah. that, that record's there for itself. But, you know, I think everything that's been on, you know, it was a clean slate. Um, you know, Danielle again, one of our regular contributors has come in to say, you know, could have easily done what Nelson did, new manager shown what he could do, but he didn't. And that for me is, you know, yeah. at the very heart of this. I don't think it's gonna go anywhere else. Um it is in the news today. I thought we'd touch on it, leave that one there because there's no point going over. What else can you say, really? What else yeah. can you say? Um two other players who have featured um, Liam Shaw has played two competitive games for Celtic Osazi he's only played the one both played against Real Betis and obviously Shaw came on against St Mirren I think the game was um, there's a link there with Liam Shaw and St Johnston Patrick um, he's obviously above the, the B team in terms of, I think, of his age so that's why he's not playing 
for the B team. Um, what would you think about that deal? Would that be a good fit for Liam Shaw? I think St Johnson's brought in a boy from Liverpool on loan. I do expect um, to bring in some more players, St Johnston. Um, it's been quite a turbulent time after losing Ali McCann. Uh, and is it Kerr that went down to England? Do you think Kerr captain? I think so, yeah. Um, they're not replaced them um, whatsoever. Um, what would you think if Liam Shaw went to St Johnston? Would that be the kind of move that you think would suit him? I mean, if he's going to St Johnston, St Johnston, are, I think they've got 14 points from 20 games, bottom of the table, so... The players that they're signing are players that are going to feature, so you get game time. Um, whether, you know, there's been a lot made of how the B team and the youth team are all now playing Ange ball. So we obviously want everyone singing from the same hymn sheet. Um, whether you want to send a player to a club that certainly against four or five teams out of 11, they're putting 10 men behind the ball, they're not playing attractive football, the pitch is a bit of a state. Whether you want to send a player to a club like that, I don't know. I'm sure there are other options to get in game time, but if St Johnson is the only option, then I'd die. Maybe send him out, because if, if you're saying he's not getting game time for the B team, there's no point having him sitting on the bench uh, or sitting in the stands. So as much as he wouldn't be playing Ange ball, he wouldn't be sort of learning our philosophy. He's probably not going to be a first-team regular if he makes it at all for another two seasons or so. So, yeah, get in the game time, I'd say. Maybe toughen him up or something. Yeah, well, Sean's come in to say he thinks that the move to St. Johnson would be decent for him. Um, Aaron's come in to say it might be a, a good move in terms of getting to know the league. Obviously, he's not featured too much. He, you know, a Sheffield Wednesday team that was relegated to, to League One. He was one of the better players. Um, Sheffield Wednesday fans seem to have quite a, a good opinion of him. Um Yep, one of our regular Tuesday contributors, AGSC Techs, and I think Shaw could get a slightly better team as, as St. Johnston as he will be in a dogfight and not a summer style. That's a possibility. Maybe a move to Hibs, Dundee United, maybe somewhere that might suit him a bit more when they try and play a bit of football. Um, that, that's an interesting one. What, what would your thoughts be on Osazio Rigidi? I think from one of the reports I read, Patrick, it said that he was free to leave the club on loan uh, in January to try and get game time again. He's not being featured into the, the youth team. Um, there was concerns, obviously, about the size of our squad and whatever else. Would that be another player you'd like to see go out and loan, whether it be in Scotland or maybe down south again, to try and just get a bit of game time into him? Yeah, I mean, it's it's more straightforward than Shaw because he's, it's you know, just back to goal. You know, I know we like passing out from the back, but again, he's another player that's probably at least two years away from possibly even being a starter. So... Maybe just get him used to defending first because he is an extremely raw player. I mean, I don't think I've actually ever seen a player so raw play for Celtic. I mean, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, not I to say he's a bad footballer. In the comments, he's still very yeah. raw. And actually, just sorry to interrupt there, but I don't know if we know what his preferred position is as of yet. Seen him at right yeah. back, seen him at centre back. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's an absolute unit. I mean, I think he's he's younger than me. Uh, I think he's only 19 or something, maybe 20. Uh, so he's an absolute unit for his age. Obviously, get the physicality to play, you know, defence, but also anywhere else in the pitch. It's just his football that you know you get you know you get sorted. So maybe just you know any team with a half decent coach, uh, just get him used to playing against uh, first team players, playing in the first team uh, professional, you know, league. 
Yeah, I'd say they're about loan, basically, is what I'm saying. What, what would be your thoughts on the other guys? Um, see a lot of chat in the comments and Vasilis Barkas, Albin Ayeti, Ismaili Asoro, do you think there's any future for these guys at Celtic just now? One of the no. things I would, I would add on this again, though, is Albin Ayeti, we don't know how long he's going to be out for. And whether any team would want to take him with that hamstring issue just now, I think could be a real problem for us in trying to short shift him out of the building. It would, but, you know, it would be good to get all these players moved on in the one window, but you, you, it's not always possible. So if you focus on, no. you know, it, it seems quite strange to say this, but, you know, Sorrow, you, you're probably looking to move him on because where does he come in? Especially when you're signing midfielders from Japan, it's obviously going to slot in above him in, in the ranking and the, the pecking order. Yeah, I mean, in games where we're even remotely competitive, McGregor plays in the six. In games where it'll be more defensive, you've now got Gucci, McCarthy, and Beaton. So he's already fifth choice, and it's the only position he can play. He can't play further forward, he can't play in defence. He can't even run, so he's not a fullback or a winger. You know, it's he's now fifth choice, and as bad as our injuries are, we do not need five players in in the one position because if it gets to that stage, you just bring in a youth player, and I'm sure we've got a more than competent youth player as a defensive midfielder somewhere. You know, even Scott Robertson coming back, does he then become sixth choice in the summer? You know, I don't know where Luke O'Connell plays, but I'm sure he could play the sixth role the way that McGregor does. He's then seventh choice. You know, I'm going on a bit here. You, you get the point. You're but, really dropping him down the pecking order, man. I'm butchering him here. But yes, um, Barkas, uh, Sorrow, and in my opinion, Ball and Golly as well. You just move those three guys on. Uh, whether you get a, even if you get two out of three, you just save some money by wages, get bodies at the door, let these guys move on with their careers. Because Sorrow's been here for two years now. He had a purple patch of about three months, four months. The rest of the time, he's been nowhere near the team. So, just let him move on, because he's 23 now. So, he should be establishing himself as a player. So, you know, just move these guys on. Yeah, and that's, you know, maybe at that age as well. I don't think he's, he's not too old as Marius Soro. He's not a, a runner games. He obviously, he, he popped into the team for that wee while. Um, last season um, the less said about last season the better but he did come in for that run of games he scored a cracking goal against Indy United if you remember right um, but again you know came in then disappeared again and it's it's one of those ones you know whether I won't would help him when we come back we, we try and see but as you say we've got that the amount of players we've now got that can play that position that I'd be concerned for for his game time and whether they would actually you know ever make the first team again because he just seems to have Disappeared even in the bench. I don't know if he's got an injury just now or not, but it looks as if he's you know just completely um, out the picture. Um, one of the other guys we have been linked with, Patrick, um, is Albert Goodmanson. You know, he's a Delkmar. He um, he's twenty four years old. It's one that we've been linked with other teams in the league. We've been linked with him. Um, what would your thoughts be on this one uh, as well? Um, I'd certainly be a bit more interested in this one than I probably would be in the Boyle deal looking at, you know, an Icelandic winger from AZ Elkman. It's no disrespect to, to Hibs, but I think there's a there's a player in here at 24 as well. There's still plenty of time to be developed here. Um, what would your thoughts on Albert Goodwinson be? I mean, I don't want to go on about this all the time, but he's that's another club. I'm, I'm not sure if it's the, the money ball man himself, but 
AZ Altmar, Mitchell and Brentford, they're all in the same mould of really, really investing in behind-the-scenes analytics, data, progressive style of football, player trading. So, you know, as much as it was a tough tie, I think we are better than AZ Altmar. So if he's overperforming, that's the type of player we should be signing, in my opinion. Um, it's, a well, it's a well-run club, so if, if he's doing the business for them... He's worth a punt for us, in my opinion. So if we can get him for... If it's three million for him or Martin Boyle, then we're signing... How did he say his name? Goodmanson? Albert Goodmanson? Yeah, Albert I mean, Goodmanson. I think... I think he's a young player as well. I'm not entirely sure. I've seen a lot. He's 24. Younger than he's Martin out Boyle. Con- he's out of contract with someone as well. well so we're not going to... You know, if we get him in a... Um, if we get him in a pre-contract, to me, that one's a no-brainer. I think Hannah's Wolf is as well. I think he's potential for a, a pre-contract. I'm not entirely sure. Um, but, I mean, that that's hands down. If it's him or Martin Boyle, then you're signing him. Uh, mm. So, yeah, I mean, totally worth a punt. Uh, I'm not that impressed by his stats this season or last season. I think it's only something like four goals in 25 games. But I, I don't know how many chances he's creating, how many assists he's getting. So, he certainly looks waiting against us. I mean, he was the one standout player. I mean, their centre-forward was absolutely useless, I thought. Uh, totally killed their game when he was, you know, trying to create all the chances. Um, so, yeah, I'd be willing to take a punt. Yeah, I think that's a player we should certainly look at. And, you know, again, it's doing our um, due diligence properly and kind of looking at players that are going to be out of contract. It's a market I don't think we've you know, really exploited more recently. Um, we're talking about right-wingers, we're talking about midfielders. But again, I think there's still a concern, Patty, about that goalkeeping position. I saw a graphic um, going about when the three Japanese boys had signed about you know potential start eleven for Angie's side, and it looked as if you know two players in each position that I think everybody would be fairly quite happy about. You know, Ralston, Juranovic, etc., Taylor, Scales, uh, Vickers, Julian, you know, Starfield, Wells, etc., etc. Then it came to the goalkeeper's position, and it just had Joe Hart sitting as a very lonely figure. Um, We've obviously got Vasilis Barkas. I do expect him to be one of the guys that departs the club, um, either in this window or in the summer. Scott Bain, I think his contract's up again in the summer. There was chat a couple of weeks ago about offering him an ideal. Don't know if the club will, will want to do that. Then we've got you know Toby. Um, I wouldn't even attempt his surname because I'll probably get it <laughs> wrong. Um, but you know, as another option, he's been in the Celtic squad in Europa League. And obviously Conor Hazard, the the man that you know was instrumental in that quadruple treble um, final. Um, what's your thoughts on that goalkeeping position? Because it is a bit of a worry to me that if anything did happen to Joe Hart, um, that I think you could possibly be in a bit of trouble. He's he's one where if you sign Wolf and Goodmanson, immediately your attention turns to a goalkeeper. I'm actually, it's only. Due, due to the fact we've got so many numbers in that position that we've not turned our attention to that actually because Hart is the only one that you can really trust there. I've I've not seen a lot of doing and I've not seen a lot of Toby. Um, I'm just going to call him Toby. Um, I think it's all, all over Yemi is my attempt to his surname but I, will, I, I don't know. I will not attempt it. I will not attempt to better you there. Um he appears, I mean, all the guys who pay attention seem to rave about him. Um, he appears to be the successor to Joe Hart in three years' time. But at the same time, we need a backup 
even now for the next two and a half years. Scott Bain's uh, next summer, by the way, he's got 18 months left, so well, he's one that... Pity. <laughs> I know, what a shame. Well, I mean, I'd try and get money from to be honest, uh, because you see them now this summer, you're getting money what from... What about a swap uh, deal? For Seagrist or something? Well, possibly Seagrist is one that you could maybe look at, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, that seems the obvious He knows one. the city, uh, Scott Bain, he knows the city of Dundee really well. Yes, city of discovery, Um yeah, I, yeah. Just try and move him on. Get money. Get a swap. Get something. I don't like him. I don't think. I think a lot of people wanted him to replace Gordon because he was allegedly better with his feet. Uh, I'm not sure how true that is now. Um, he's not better than Joe Hart with his feet. He's he's not a good shot stopper at all. He's extremely poor. Uh, he's not quick either. You know, we've all been really really impressed with the way Joe Hart takes quick th- uh, quick throws, quick goal kicks. He's extremely slow. Uh, he can't spot the pass or the run. Um, 18 months left, that's another one I'd try and move on. Even if you persevere with Hart, Hazard and Toby as the three, because you're not going to have three injured goalkeepers, surely not. Even then, you can call up. and I don't know if doing's out in loan, but even if necessary, just cancel the loan as a sort of emergency procedure. But mm. I'd get rid of being in Barkas this window if you could. Yeah, I think, you know, as Sean says there, I think there's a lot of people just, you know, cast their mind back to last season, playing in that empty stadium, those big banners on the seats. and Sparta Pride games. Yeah, and Scott being looking a dejected figure, you know, whether he could resurrect his career at Celtic, I don't know. It's been a bit stop-start for him coming in under Brendan Rodgers, you know, featuring now and then, then coming in permanently. Uh, when Gordon was dropped, then Neil Lennon dropped him for Fraser Foster. He's certainly not at the level of Fraser Foster or, or Joe Hart. Um, that's definitely something that's you know not a bold statement to make. So it's one that you know I'm sure Celtic will look at um, because you know there's that many bodies as you say there, Patrick. We've got a lot of cover there, but who is? I mean, I think you probably need three goalkeepers. Who are the three? One is definitely Joe Hart. Who are the other two? One is probably Toby or the Miami. Who is going to be the backup? As you say, we're going to need somebody for two and a half years. Um, and it's, and it's that, not like Zaluska where he's a competent backup. It's he's not competent. You know, he's just mm-hmm. another body. You know. Yeah, um, and even then, I think he might be pushing. I remember Zaluska coming on in that semi final against Inverness, and I had to feel that day as well. So, um, oh, great player, great player, great penalty taker. Just uh, uh, a penalty <laughs> taker. I'll give you that one. But yep, um, we'll see. I thought this break was going to be. A bit dragged out, but it seems to be moving quite quickly. Celtic are getting linked with decent players. They've already signed three. Hope more comes in, but hopefully, the two guys that we've got with option to buy and, and Jota and Cameron Carter Vickers are two of the guys we might even sign up permanently. And then we'll just see where we are, Patrick. Um, what would you be happy with? We've brought in three players so far, another two? I'd be happy with two. I'd actually be quite content with one, but. I would be extremely disappointed if we end this window with only the three Japanese boys, especially we've actually given ourselves the whole of January to sign one player, essentially. So I would I'd take a one player, um, maybe either you know goalkeeper, right back, winger, anything, just another body for cover because it's been our downfall um, this season, not having adequate squad depth. Um, we've done really, really well. 11 wins out of 13 since that Aberdeen game. I think I think it's something like 11 out of 13, two draws. 
if we repeat that form, you give yourself a good chance. I'm not sure you win the league, but you give yourself a good chance. Um, so, yes, one player and I'll be happy. Yeah, I think, as you said, there's a lot of time to, to get that business done. Um, the, the squad has been the concern, I think, for everybody. Everybody was quite happy with you know, the practical start of living that we had. Um, but another player coming in all two would be you know, a real bonus, I think, for us as well as if we can get, you know, if the Jota deal and, and Vickers deal don't happen this window, I don't think we're all going to be too worried as long as they're edging closer and it's going to be done. And if it's done in the summer, absolutely fine. Um, but another player in and, you know, adding that bit of extra depth to the squad and getting the manager to a place he's happy with. I don't think Ange Postacog was asking for anything above and beyond what he should expect as an expectation. Um, so if there's more players out there, Celtic sign them up, I think, as our message on this Tuesday afternoon. We'll be back next week. Uh, myself and Patrick, as per usual, will be running every day throughout. We'll be keeping you up to date with transfer, uh, news, speculation, links, news signings, etc., etc. So please continue tuning in to A Celtic State of Mind. Have a lovely day and thank you for joining myself and Patrick on A Celtic State of Mind. and data rates may apply. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head, comb it over, wear a hat? Just stop. This is in 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration experts, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to anyone that texts EASY to 203203. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they're ahead of the curve. They use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. And the best part? Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let Bosley show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text EASY to 203203. That's B-A-S-Y to 203203. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet but if their internet comes from a cell phone network you should know it's just phone internet not home internet keep your home up to speed with cox cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5g home internet cox is the real home internet you're looking for Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data q3 2022 and cox serviceable areas visit cox.com internet for details Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. 
If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.